our opinions are our own. Yes, and we truly love you, Shudder. I mean, Master. request or you you use whatever inspiration you need to do your grindcore thing but i'm almost on the summer party massacre one and two. <laughs> oh, no I, so I, my whole new my new theory on that is that i'm going to wherever possible use the exact same music bed yeah. for each one yes and just see how that. many syllables i can cram oh. into that less yeah. than a second like fraction of a second yeah so demon the next one will be easy yeah. Mm-hmm. Bliss, fog, all those, those will be easy. Four, good. Daniel isn't real. Daniel isn't real. Daniel isn't real. Slumber Party Massacre Parts 1 and 2. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. I almost Friday request- the 13th Extravaganza. Oh. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you should. You know, you, you have got to, to record name all of them. Yeah, you have to record 12 of those. Friday 13th, 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 Friday 
Um, wow. You just ate well, a bunch of is, ants on a log that night. See, this is a informative podcast. <laughs> Very informative. Very informative. <laughs> we're doing PSAs. We're, we're letting people know about dangers in life. Yeah, for all the children or adults that are drinking heavily, if you got black yeah. shit in your fucking puke and you didn't eat any black shit, like as Curtis suggested, ants on a log, you probably might want to think about not drinking for a day or two. Sure. <laughs> See, we should get sponsored by the Surgeon General. Ooh, or Alcoholics Anonymous. They, they can't. Oh, or them. They won't sponsor. <laughs> I still smoke, and I'm not quitting anytime soon. So. Well, and we all, we all drink. <laughs> Welcome back to the Consumption Cast. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> no, welcome back to the Shudcast. Shud in, Shudcast. Shud in edition number, go fuck myself. Corona. Is anybody, 487 of the shutdown edition. Have you guys lost track of time? I The other day it occurred to me, I was like, I think it's mm-hmm. been like three more months, something like that. I have no idea how long. I have no fucking idea. This. Although I did realize yesterday when I was kind of organizing all of our episodes on my hard drive that um, we recorded more episodes. I think we recorded more episodes in quarantine definitely. than we did out yeah, in quarantine. Yeah, Cody, you, you definitely have, and you're going to continue doing that. Um, just for some perspective, this was recorded at the end of May. It is now mid-December. It's almost Christmas, almost New Year's, and uh, as you guys know, we're still in this lockdown, so settle in, guys. Um, we will talk about the, the movies eventually, um, but just enjoy this nice little blast from the past. Remember May? Remember how, what May was and how May things were happening? May was fun. Um, if you're listening to this on or around the release day, uh, please tune in next Wednesday, the 23rd, for our very special Christmas edition of the Hallow Stream. We're watching and talking Christmas horror movies, 12 of them. You can find those on our Instagram if you want to watch them and follow along. And we've uh, created a board game, which has been very difficult and a lot of work, and we all regret doing it. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You can watch that on YouTube. That's on December 23rd at Accidental Jacket Entertainment on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Freakenstein Entertainment uh, to follow and figure out the links. Look, I know we the, the name of the show and the name of our Twitter and Instagram and where we're on YouTube is all different. So we haven't made it easy for anyone. Uh, but if you find us, that means you're one of the smart ones. It's like a code. Think of it like... Like, uh, you know, Nick Cage in, in National Treasure. It's like that. you got to, like, figure it out how to find our, our content, which is good for uh, content you want people to watch and see. Anyway, I'm going to stop, and let's get back to the show. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds about right. One, we couldn't do it every well, week a lot more time. Yeah, and then... A lot and more then, time. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. We've been in this longer... Let's see, we started this in December. We got into this in March. Theoretically, mm-hmm. we were almost as long now being in quarantine as we were before we even when we started this until quarantine so 
Mm-hmm. And in Austin's case, he only got two, three, <laughs> three episodes. I know. I got boned, man. Boned real hard. I was listening to the first <laughs> oh. two, and you guys are having so much fun. You can't see Lucas right now, but are you okay? I was like, I got a dot in the microphone. <laughs> I wasn't anyway, sure wait. where that action was going to lead. I just felt I felt nervous for you for Sorry. a second. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of sneezing, I want this is a this is a moment that I can I can talk about. So Maddie and I got back from Home Depot about an hour and a half ago, and now of course they make you you know they put you in this enormous line outside and almost feels like you're in a Disneyland ride, um, mm-hmm. except that what you get is not awesome. It sucks. It's horrible. It's a nightmare escape. But we're standing in line, and we have our masks on, right? And Maddie sneezes. She sneezes oh, into oh. her mask. But, oh. Might as well but, fire a gun. But <laughs> she, doesn't, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't cover her, her mouth or elbow or anything. And I, I, just, I yelled out violation, just kind of uh-huh. thinking. Like, <laughs> just, I just yelled it. You right. called her out. <laughs> but there was this moment where I, like, I looked around to make sure that no one was going to try to attack her. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, yeah, everybody wants to murder everybody right now. Well, it's such a weird, it's such a weird scale, like sliding scale of like people who wear the mask and the gloves and will like yell at you if you're not, and then like riots in the streets and no one has a mask and they're all shoulder to shoulder and it's like it, that's that's the spectrum of mask wearing we have. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're in an interesting we're in an interesting place. This has yeah, this has been weird time. the. The, the worst week. This has been the worst week. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've all had Lucas. personally terrible weeks. The world is mm-hmm. fucking a nightmare scape, like you said. The, half the country is literally on fire. Yeah. Literally. And it's funny. Literally so, on fire. Lucas and Curtis, when we were bullshitting last night after we watched Joe Bob, and we were just Zoom chatting, and I, th- I forget who it was that brought up that, like, it, we're at the boiling point. All this shit's going to blow. You know, it's going to explode anytime soon. And I went... I had so for clarity. I don't watch the news. I make a conscious effort to avoid the news wherever possible because I'm already mm-hmm. stressed out enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want more. I'm I'm conscious and aware of things, but I don't I don't watch the news religiously. I just lean on my wife to kind of feed me the info that I need. Right. So I did was not aware that literally while we were having that conversation, downtown Los Angeles was on fucking fire. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Oh, I still didn't. I. Was unaware of that until now. What was on fire? Yeah, there oh. were riots last oh, night. Oh, crazy fucking riots. 400 people were arrested. 400 yeah, people were arrested? 400 people were arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. I had some buddies that were, that were down there. Um, and oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, actually, Austin, you, one of them you knew in high school from the, the mm-hmm. park. Mm-hmm. Um, at the place that you went to once and said, I'm never going back there again. Oh yeah, that was the scariest experience <laughs> oh. of my life. Um, uh, but yeah, I so well. Then never mind. I guess I'm not the only one that was completely ignorant to the fact huh. that our our home was on fire. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, they were looting, rioting. R.I.P. That Starbucks. Where do you yeah, know where? Dude. Did work on this Starbucks. Right. Do you know where? I don't. Spring I know downtown. Spring. Uh, spring and fuck. I don't remember. I don't remember the cross streets. I mean, it was throughout downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. There was a lot outside of City Hall. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by the police station, and Sense. yeah, I, I I'm not yeah. sure. Rip yeah, rip that Starbucks and rip that jewelry store. Oh, I missed the jewelry store. I just saw the Starbucks footage. That's how I found out about it because I went upstairs after we were done to take a pooper, and I <laughs> opened Instagram, and the first thing was a video from my buddy just filming this jewelry store that was just in shambles with smoke and things, hmm. and I felt wow. suddenly very ill-informed. So yeah. I started watching the news this morning. It felt very surreal because I saw, like, someone had posted on like a uh, like an Instagram page of a TikTok, like, 
recording a police station getting fucked up. And I was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, this feels like a fucking movie right now. I'm like watching this happen through someone's personal TikTok account. Right. Through TikTok, oh. of oh, all things. Yeah. You know what of I all mean? The, of all the platforms. <laughs> oh, okay. I did accidentally stumble across Then they danced at the there. end of it. Yeah, but then they... Oh, damn it. <laughs> so it made, that made it a TikTok. Whatever. Uh, burn it the fuck down. <sighs> yeah, why not? Burn Everything's down. crazy. <clears throat> it's deserved. It's, it's well wrong. earned. Uh, so, yeah, dear <laughs> listeners, when you're listening to this in whatever month it is, now you know what the timeline is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we keep tipping our hand on when we're recording these. <laughs> what, it actually occurred to me today, I have weird... Do you guys have shower thoughts? Uh, occasionally. Like you'll be sitting there showering and you start thinking about shit? I usually I, stand yeah, sure. in the, the shower. The term makes but, sense. Uh, so <laughs> I, was, I was thinking there and thinking about you guys and thinking about our lovely show, right? And it occurred to me uh-huh. that it was like, well, if we do something wrong, right, on, say, this episode, and we say something that offends a ton of people, we uh-huh. aren't able to respond to it unt- uh, like c- because of our timeline and how far back we record everything, right, between the release period. Right. We're not going to be able to respond to it. No, not on this medium. No. Look to our Twitter and Instagram, yeah. I guess, for apologies. <laughs> right. For it apologies. That's, that's all <laughs> Twitter feed's going to be is a live stream of apologies for things we've said in the past. <laughs> Paying our no. penance. Because, yeah, we're like six months away from whatever we said. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny and terrifying. Mm-hmm. I miss yeah. you guys. I miss you, too. I know, I was thinking, too, with, like, because we have this like nice time capsule of like as things are developing, right? Like, but like six months later. So I was thinking like, oh man, last night there were all those riots downtown. I'm just imagining someone listening to it like, ooh, they wait till we hear them talk about the zombie <laughs> uprising. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, they thought that was bad. Oh man, I can't wait to hear them talk no. about when Russia invaded. <laughs> it's already true and happening. Like once we get, I think. Either we've already done it in the first two episodes or like Demon or Bliss. I know Lucas brings up a few things about how, you know, like, well, Corona's coming or just, just shit like that. <laughs> yeah. We're like, I say about going about life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, there's one, I think, I think it's in the first or second episode where I brought up SARS and yeah. the two of you were like, what are you still living in fucking 1994 for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, do we do anything this week to escape from, from the actual fucking hell mouth? What, what did we do? Something fun. Uh, in terms of what we watched yeah. or just in general? Fuck it. Just whatever you feel like <laughs> it at this point. But Whatever you got. I watched stuff. What did I watch? I watched all the Pirates movies with oh, my parents. All of them? Well, three, three of them. The first three. The first yeah, three. Great. The trilogy. Right. Because um, I, as I remember, I don't think I ever saw five, but I remember hating four. Um, but we well, went you, through one through three again, and I got I love two. I think two is fantastic. Perfect sequel. The, Just I really like the first yeah. three. In honesty, yeah, I like three. Three had a lot of moving parts <laughs> to the point where like events would happen, and I'd be like, I know I should feel something here, and I don't know what I'm supposed to feel because I don't remember who's doing what. <laughs> three, but I just love that. Like from like two and three, they were just like, we're gonna get weird. So weird. The whole, I the always whole respect Davy Jones locker get, thing. Uh, Davy Jones is amazing. One, like one of my favorite characters I've seen in movies in a long time. Yeah, now and you're that making CG me holds up. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all in Disney Plus, and you should be watching Disney Plus anyway uh, for It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll bet, throw this out there. It's a Dog's Life performed on Disney Plus, uh, per, premiered on Disney Plus, uh, the, <laughs> the anti-service. But we'll, we'll make an exception here because our um, own, very own Austin Farmer performed the theme song for the show. I did. Yay. And it stars my father, <laughs> who 
my and you hear my father at the beginning of every episode doing our yes. uh, our legal announcement, whatever you call that, our disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Uh-huh. So if you want to see that person, <laughs> watch It's a Dog's Life on Disney Plus. The show is really good. This is the only positivity we'll put out to a different platform ever. The show is really good. The yes. song is so cute. <laughs> it's very repetitive. I'll own that now, but I, I think it's good. Uh, uh, that's I mean in that and like stuff. I got that's that's about all I got. You still paying I mean, your penance? Yeah, no. Uh, it's just hard because there's not a lot of space to like I want to watch Evil Dead 2 and it's like or we could do something together and I don't have a good argument. <laughs> well, no, the argument is we could watch Evil Dead 2 together. That that is un, that is an argument. I don't know that it would hold <laughs> in the court of my home, but I will try that. Other than that, I don't know. Times melted together. Every day is a new. Fra- I've been I've been reading. I started reading Lovecraft Country. Oh yeah, how is that? Did you guys it are is both reading that? Right? Fantastic. Curtis, you and Austin are re- reading that, right? I or, haven't or started Curtis, yet. You still reading? You still reading um, Hellbound Heart? When I lent? Yeah. Still yeah. lent it to you? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Austin, how's I've, how's Lovecraft Country? It's fantastic. It's like the weird, like the weirdest synopsis, and it works so well. It's like 1950s racism, right. With like beasts and ghosts <laughs> mixed Amazing. in, and magic. It's very interesting, but it's very well written, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. So, so that's horror esque. Yeah. yeah, they're so they're doing that HBO show on it, right? With uh, yeah. Jordan Peele. So yeah. how does it? So I think most people by now know that. H.P. Lovecraft is a pretty notorious racist. Yes. So and that is why that I think the title derives from that. Right. Okay. Because they describe like areas as Lovecraft country, meaning that's like that's like a they're so they're kind of turning it on its head, kind of deal. Yeah, but also taking the Lovecraft like literally with like actual Lovecraftian monsters and lore and magic and stuff. So it's a really interesting. Because right gotcha. out the gate, they talk about Lovecraft. So the show, it's like, we're going to take your stuff, HP, and make it not so racist. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to shine a flashlight on your racism, <laughs> yeah. but also embrace the cool monsters and shit that you do. Because we yeah. like that. Uh-huh. We don't like your poems and the name of your cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the name of your cat. But I highly recommend that book. It's a very, very fun read. And I'm, and I'm starting a Moby Dick book club. A Moby Dick book club? Oh. Yeah, I'm doing a Zoom book club where we're going to read Moby Dick because I've never read it. This is the only way I'll ever read it. Fair. Uh-huh. Fair, fair, fair. I remember I read it in so That's what I'm doing. And, and, and I don't want to read it again is what I remember. So. Everything I've read in high school I don't want to read again. Even if it's good. It's just I was forced to and so I rebel against yeah. it. I, I watched Jaws twice because that's my favorite right. movie of all time and it's summertime basically and that I like just sitting and living within that movie. Uh gets better every time. I watched Oh, I watched Blind Spotting again. And again, not a not a fucking horror movie, but horrific in terms of uh, content especially with in regards to the 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 racial awfulness happening right now. Perfect fucking mm-hmm. movie. You guys haven't seen Blind Spotting? Rafael Casal and David mm-hmm. Diggs. They wrote it, they star in it. Uh they're rappers and artists and singers in real life and the, mo- the movie has a very lyrical quality and it takes into account their rapping and stuff, so it's it's really great. I recommend that highly. Nice. Besides from Joe Bob last night, where we gathered and watched Cannibal Holocaust, that does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. And I am forever changed. Lord. <laughs> Lord. 
I'll maybe that's why I ended up getting blackout drunk last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do something to numb myself. I think we'll probably do an episode, a full episode on Kenwa Holocaust because that's going to be on Shutter and probably not leave. So we'll I'll we'll save th- most thoughts for then. So look forward to it. But mm. fuck that movie. I liked it. Mm. I liked it. Like, but fuck, fuck that, that movie. movie. But that'll <laughs> that'll be the episode where we cross the line. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I cross the line. Sure. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm excited. <laughs> Perhaps. Little teaser. I uh, I had some self reflection, and I realized that I don't really ever try or make. I don't ever make an attempt to watch anything that feels good. I only <laughs> end up watching things that are feel bad and nightmare fuel. The other night, and I realized this because the other night, Maddie wanted me to sit down and watch uh, a comedy with her. I have no memory of what the movie is called. I remember that I laughed. I don't remember much about the plot. I don't really remember much about anything about the movie at all, other than that the girl from Insecure is in it, and the dude from... uh, One of the dudes from... Yep, that I think that was the one oh, with the cut with the 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 Kumail. right. Well, okay, yeah, Kumail Nanjiani. Yep, Kumail yep, him. Uh, yeah, Lovebirds. Yeah, I remember. I laughed. I don't remember. We headed that that off at the pass because uh-huh. that was going down a road. Kumail Nanjiani. Don't say whatever you're about to say. It's Kumail. <laughs> the um. Uh, but it, I, I say this because Maddie looked at me and she said, do you want to watch Lovebirds? And I went, I, no. Just outwardly, no, I don't. Right. And she's like, well, that's, that's what we're fucking watching. So, uh, Good. Good but for her. then to make up for that, uh, because I needed to feel bad again, um, I watched Alice, Sweet Alice. Have you guys seen this? I've heard of uh-uh. this. I've uh, not seen it. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, oh. It is fucking awesome. It's 1976. Um, it's sort of, uh, it sort of tries to act like a Giallo movie. Um, it's fucking awesome. It's really good. I loved that. Uh, I watched Deep Star Six. Fuck. Um, oh, wow. Which, uh, what's his name, Austin? The Louis Abernathy. Yeah, Louis Abernathy. Uh, it's fun. Um, uh, let's see here. Last night to quell. The director of Friday the 13th, right? He directed that. Steve Miner yeah. or? The original oh, Sean Cunningham, yeah, it's Sean yes. Cunningham that directed it. Yeah, yeah, he directed Deep Star Six. Um, it's fun. I, I I like that one. Although I will say that if there is a Blu-ray version, get that. Don't watch the DVD. It is mm. rough to see almost anything. Mm. Um, <sighs> uh, to quell the pain of Cannibal Holocaust last night, I watched Cat People. <laughs> from the, ni- the, oh, 19, nice. 1942. Okay, I was say or oh, the, okay. the Paul Schrader uh, version. No, 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 not the softcore porn one. Um, <laughs> I thought you were talking uh, about the Idris Elba, Taylor Swift cat <laughs> person. No, not cats. No, I did not watch cats. I still haven't seen cats. <laughs> cat um, people. <laughs> no, I watched Cat uh, Cat People from 1942, Val Luton um, produced. Uh, it is brilliant. Uh, it is poignant. And if there were a movie, a classic horror movie that uh, I don't generally can want remakes, but if there was something that I wish I would like to see a remake of in the modern day, it's cat people because of its themes on women. It's brilliant. It's poignant. The fact that it came out in 1942 is so progressive. It's a great movie. Highly. Have you guys seen that one? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's way back. People. Yeah, you've seen it. You've seen it, Curtis. It's yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend. Um, other than that, I continued with my uh, my descent into Hellraiser. Um, 
which is, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That that book, by the way, is surprised to nobody. That book is phenomenal. It's so fucking it's, good. The Hellbound Heart. It's uh, Clive Barker is just the best. I read that once. I think it was the same copy. No oh, shit. That you're reading. Yeah, I believe <laughs> I, I believe I remember yeah. lending it to to you, Austin, when we were kids. Yeah, I read that too a long time ago. I loved it. Yeah. I still yeah. haven't gotten around to learning how to read. To <laughs> <laughs> it's too much culture in your brain to to learn how to put exactly. words in there too. Lucas, what did you watch? <coughs> I watched. Uh, I finally got around to the Nun, and that oh. was that was just okay. Yeah. The, oh, I hated wait, the like nun. in the Conjuring universe, yeah. the Nun. Yeah. That yeah. Nun. It, yeah. That's a. I was Ooh. like, wow, this is this is a. And then and then I watched another steaming pile of dog crap, The Raven, with John oh. Cusack. Fuck. Holy moly, <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> I heard that was really bad. I haven't seen that yet, though. I remember when, it, when they were talking about it, I was like, oh, that sounds like it could either be really, really, really bad or average. Um, Is it related uh, to The Crow at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Doesn't, he plays it Allen Allen Poe, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and Edgar Allan Poe screaming in a bar, does yeah. no one know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quote my poetry. It's so weird. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, that we watched that because I have a friend of mine who wanted to try to watch Jack the Ripper movies, so I showed him From Hell, and yeah. and then uh, weren't didn't like it. Oh, Actually, there's no good Jack the Ripper movies. What From Hell's good? I yeah, like From, from Hell. Great. Mm. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen it. Can't say. Uh, I own it. Then, if you would like to borrow it. And then non horror Sisters Brothers. Yep. Which we talked about with. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Reilly, which is brilliant. Cody yep. hated it. Oh, yeah. Hate, I did not hate it. I Cody's, never said that. His dad hated Cody's it. Cody's dad, dad said hated it wasn't it. the worst movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> said it was close. <laughs> <laughs> he said the wor- I, think he, I think he said the worst movie he's ever seen was... Um, oh, fuck. What was that called? Um, Lucas, horror video games from the 90s. Shooters, first-person shooters. No. Doom? Uh, uh, no. House of the Dead. Yes. Oh, the yeah. House of the Dead movie that they made that came out yeah. like in like yeah. 99. That yeah. is the one that he still to this day will not let me uh, live down. He Fair. says that I, I almost feels like he's saying that I owe him. Like yeah. It's like he hasn't asked for the money back for the movie ticket, but he's thinking about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. That's, an, that's fair. That's a new that's way ball joint. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, shit, boys. What a week! What a week! Is it time to mm-hmm. time to shut down the shutter feature of, of the day? It's time to do it. All right. What did we watch? We watched Slumber Party Massacre one, one and, and two. two. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. whose turn is it? Is there, is someone going to run shut down them both? Because I think that should be what is done in one minute. <laughs> I think I agree, and I think it can be done. Who who's who's doing it? This feels like uh, a Cody. I did last time. This yeah. feels like a Cody. You have oh, like it a yes. Hold on, you're gonna need to give me a moment to collect my my. Yeah. Nope, the my timer you have as long as it takes me to get the timer going. Sixty seconds, both movies, and I'm ready. So, Cody, you have to shut down both Slumber Party Massacre one and two in sixty seconds, starting in three, two, 
one, a go. Okay, so there's a bunch of girls there in high school, and uh, meanwhile, there's a serial killer that gets out of jail. Um, I think he's a serial killer. Pretty sure that's right. Anyway, uh, the uh, there's one girl in the gym class. It gets real horny real quick for some reason, and uh, that girl gets she kind of gets pushed out away. No one really likes her, so they move back. Anyway, we move into Curtis. Stop! Not God damn it. Uh, they go to the, uh, they, there's a bunch of girls that are going to have a slumber party. The one girl doesn't get invited because she's kind of like, man, but then she gets invited anyway. But then they, uh, they go to the, the slumber party, it gets horny, it turns into a slumber party that I don't think has ever happened. I asked my wife, she said it doesn't. And then, uh, the driller killer shows up and bah, starts drilling people uh, with a uh, giant uh, drill that's, uh, you know, used for boring <laughs> things out. Never used anywhere else. Anyway, then we move on and, uh, 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 oh, oh, then the, the, the neighbor girl comes that, oh, the girl that got sequestered and put away, she comes and she starts trying to save them and they kill the uh, driller killer. Yeah. And then we move into the second three. one, which is a giant piece of weirdness and it's just a hellscape of uh, okay. okay. All right. Well, you got through one of them. <laughs> yeah. Excellent work. For number, effort. for number two, I think that Austin, sh- I think we should take a moment to allow Austin to read his Letterboxd review because it summarizes mm-hmm. the movie almost perfectly. Oh, we'll yes. start, we'll start there. Review. We'll start with the Austin's Letterboxd Summer Party Master can, 2 can we, can we take a quick, I need to take a quick potty break right now. Nope. <laughs> Hold I it. Cra- I need to crap the <laughs> yeah. booze out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving that in. All right, Lucas. Mm-hmm. I want a shit status. How was it? It was gross. <laughs> <laughs> it was gross. It was, it was like a literal like, pop, and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fine. Yeah. So you, well, when you started that countdown on that thing, it was a tight counter for me. Like, oh, no. What <laughs> like, amazing if he just left. Lucas <laughs> <laughs> is gone. So Austin's letterboxed review. Yes, this is the, I think this sums up. Summer Party Massacre 2 pretty well. This is my letterbox review. If Brian Setzer's sentient cum stain took LSD, read the synopsis of A Nightmare on Elm Street in a language it didn't speak, then made a movie, it would be this movie. <laughs> it, is, it is so... Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's so accurate. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think it's pretty good. So, yeah. So, you got... I mean, you've probably seen these movies. Uh, you got the rundown of at least the first one. Yep. And if you we'll haven't seen these the movies, one more. there's really no point in listening to this show? No, listen, stay for our witty banter. Yeah, yes. you've been here through that already. That's, your, your, that's why you're here. That's why you bought the ticket. Everyone here <laughs> that's been listening this long is now just our best friends. Do you think uh-huh. any of these fuckers are fast-forwarding through the banter to get to this point? No, because this isn't better. <laughs> 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 I mean, it would be very some, silly to it's somebody. If it exists, someone wants to fuck it. That's my mantra. So that, this, this exists. Someone that wants to fuck so this. So aggressive. <laughs> That's rule thirty four on the internet. Yes, <laughs> there's a yeah. porn of it. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> I'm oh, not looking at targeted, but it's still banter. You yeah. are now gonna make later when I'm stoned, sitting on my couch, rough. When I start <laughs> thinking about all the objects in my house and contemplating that, be like, how would you fuck that? Someone's figured it <laughs> out. Um, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't do that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Speaking of, the people in this movie are also figuring out how to fuck everything in their path in these movies. Um, yeah. I think the most interesting framework for discussing them is that they were made by women. And <laughs> by women for women. By, by women for women. And I think both of them do different things with that. And yes, the first do. one is probably more successful in its goals. 
Yes. Yeah. Sort of. I, I, I saw what they were doing a lot more clearly in the first one with his big his big phallic drill dick and the women teaming up to overcome him. That I saw that in that. In the second one, I didn't so much see how the feminism played a role. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as more, it was. I feel like the second one was at least trying to be a more trauma-based film. Um, but the first one, yeah, it was female empowerment. Well, and, well, I mean, in an interesting just, way. There was so many things in in the first one that that. So the the movie was written by uh, feminist Rita Mae Brown, um, uh, very well renowned uh, author um, and activist, um, but. There were there were a lot of things that they did that I thought were interesting. So, for instance, I thought it was interesting that from the get go, you see, you see the guy's face. You know what he looks like from basically the beginning, which I think is interesting when you're looking at it from a like a feminist lens, right? That you you see the face of this awful man from the get go. That's the mm-hmm. first thing that I noticed. The second is obviously the enormous drill bit, as Austin mm-hmm. noted. Um, which in the middle of the movie, Maddie went, "Why the fuck would you ever use that thing?" Um, uh, which there bears uses, but we won't get into those. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, um, uh, but then the one that I believe Maddie pointed out to me was the fact that uh, the the uh, the girl that's babysitting, nice little nod to Halloween, um, mm-hmm. is uh, her little sister is reading through her Playgirls. Mm-hmm. So normally in horror movies, right, we just see this worship of the male gaze right this is kind of like a reversal of that where now mm-hmm. it's women celebrating and looking at i mean granted we don't see any swinging dicks but it, they're you know there's i know i was hoping i was really hoping i was kind of bummed out um or if as i learned last night they might be merkins thanks curtis um curtis You're ruined welcome. almost all nudity for me last night um, <laughs> Cody thought that every penis in the film was real <laughs> I had no idea which film well, we were watching Cannibal Holocaust, and I noticed oh, like oh. there's a lot of nudity in that. And, you know, mm-hmm. that one is on, on the line, not to go too far on a tangent. I'm not sure which is real and which are Merkins. Clearly, the one that gets cut off is a Merkin, but Cody sure. wasn't aware that these existed. No. And I was like, oh, like Spartacus, that show, all fake dicks. You know? Mm-hmm. It, my mind exploded. I had no fucking <laughs> idea. And it also made me have way more respect for Maynard James Keenan and the name that he named his vineyard. Um, moving mm-hmm. on. Uh, the, mm-hmm. Anyway, the mm-hmm. Playgirl. Ro- uh, reversal of the male gaze. I thought that was a nice little piece of commentary. Um, y- yes, and there was one scene where I, <laughs> you, you said you, you wanted swinging dick. There was one scene uh, with the two guys who show up and get stuck with the girls where they're on a bed talking very, very closely together. And I'm just like, kiss, just fucking kiss. <laughs> Do you oh, remember this bit? That would be they, were, yes. they were like yes. this, just talking. <laughs> and I was like, they, I think it was on the movie's mind to an extent with all this stuff taken into, into context that mm-hmm. what it's doing with, with uh, gender norms and horror films <clears throat> and sexuality. And yeah, I, I don't, I want to say it's entirely successful, but at least when it comes to its tone, it's still very, very like playful and was always entertaining, I think. So I was watching it and I immediately caught on that it was because I, I really knew very little about this movie other than mm-hmm. the fact that it was a guy with a drill, um, but uh, and that it was horny. But I caught on quickly that it was clearly, you know, very, very feminist, dr- driven through through a feminist lens. 
But and I didn't know that it was written by a feminist when I saw it. Um, but I looked it up as I was watching, be like, oh, that that makes more sense. But while I was watching it, I kept wondering, like, why doesn't this work? What's not working? What is what is mm-hmm. making this movie fail at this goal that it clearly had, right? And I think that it plays too much to the things that it's trying to comment on, right? Like having an excessive amount of nudity. Um, mm-hmm. It just it immediately it plays into all of the tropes of any other slasher movie from the period that it's right. trying to like comment it needed, on. Yeah, right. It, like it needed to either be like like I think even they could have gone further because like watching it, I'm like, wow, this is an excessive amount of nudity out the gate. But I wasn't thinking this is an absurd amount of nudity. <laughs> Why are they doing such an absurd? So I think like with that, maybe they. I think if they'd leaned in even more and had like just gratuitous. Right. nudity I think I think and so yeah I kind of agree because because it sort of like tonally fell in that like middle ground which is where you don't want to be like either go to I think you're always better off going too far one way but yeah I was it felt like oh they're trying it felt like watching it before I knew any of the background on what it was and why they made it it felt like someone saw like Halloween Friday the 13th and saw how well they did and they didn't understand why they did well and so but they just wanted to get in on the action and they did their best to like mirror what well they like titties right so here's titties and no they like the stabbing so stabbing right so it didn't feel it to me watching it it didn't feel like a parody i didn't know it was a parody or satire until mm-hmm. after doing research and reading that so i feel like they i feel like it was sort of a letdown and unsuccessful in that mark cuz not i feel like Watching it, I should have been hit with like, "Oh yeah, this is, this is commentary on what these movies are." But it didn't quite get there. And I don't. I am with you. I don't fully know why. It's it's that it's that fine line of of like we're talking about tonality, like certain decisions, like filmmaking decisions, like the fact that in the beginning this girl gets dropped off at her house, and then the girl next door the camera pans and she's just like standing there. Like, why is she so close? Just standing there watching this girl and she lives next door now. Like, this is how we're being fed information. We can't tell if it's bad mm-hmm. filmmaking or if it's supposed to be funny. And that's, <laughs> you just, right. you, right. yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the awkward line that this movie <laughs> treads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't have any of that context watching this. I was just watching this as a, Oh, someone wanted to make a slasher movie about a slumber party. Right. Mm-hmm. And so having the killer, just be a guy you know what i mean because that's what it, it he looked like a key grip like they were like ah the guy that was supposed to play the killer didn't show up you're on go ahead yeah. and uh so that kind of took me out of it a little bit and then i thought i thought the playgirl i was like i can see what they're doing especially with the moment that you were talking about Cody with the playgirl and i was more like i was like wait how old is this girl and then we find out I, that she's like twelve. I could not gauge anyone's age, especially her. I'm like, she's yeah, like giving candies and two, looking at dicks, but she's how old? Right. Yeah. They, and then they they do the banana joke thing, mm-hmm. right? They're like, oh, what's this in here? She's like, oh, just leave it, right? And then, <laughs> but then in the next movie, you found out that happened when she was twelve. I was like, oh, uh, what? It's, what are you yeah, doing? But, what are you but, doing, movie? But on that note, like, <laughs> let's pretend that we were watching. Um, let's pretend that it were that it were guys, right? That it were little little yes, boys, okay. right? Let's, let's pretend we're guys. Got it? No, okay. no. <laughs> let's pretend that. Let's pretend that the that that little that the girl the little girl in that movie were a twelve year old boy instead, mm-hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. And he we're like, and he's looking at a Playboy and talking about how he got a hand job at the at you know at school or something. Mm-hmm. We probably wouldn't react the same way, right? This is a fair point. Thank maybe maybe if we were bias. older and not, you know, I mean, like like in a different generation when they when men would be like, ah, he's just a little boy diddling with himself. Right now, any <laughs> any kid diddling themselves is gross to be. You know what I mean? As it should. But I'd say, yeah, so, but when they did it, probably in that frame of mind, in that, that uh, period of time, they probably thought they were making a good comment on, like, oh, see, it's, it's weird when a girl does it, huh? Like, I think it's I I'm saying it's weird when both do it. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I, it but, Cody, what you're sure. saying, I agree with. It's, it, there is an inherent reaction that we have differently to both of those. Like, you think of, right. like, I'm not, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not gonna think twice about a boy reading a, a Playboy at age 12 or 13. It'll be weird, but I'm not going to think like that twice. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that sure. in fair point. That in doing that, a- adding moments like that are it's just it's adding more to that that super feminist lens that they that they'd really tried to feed it throw at you. Mm-hmm. But as I think we've now discussed it just really didn't it didn't yeah. it had a goal but it didn't quite make it. It wanted to be <laughs> a satire. It just didn't it was like 75% of the way there as far as yeah. being a satire. Yeah, something just got, I feel like, like from the writing to the directing or editing, somewhere in there, I think what it was kind of got lost. Like, even, like, to the end when they rise up and kill the guy, like, that could have even been more, like, Tarantino-style, like, over the top. You know, like, what's the what's Death Proof? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. at the end of the Death Proof yeah. when they all, like, comically beat the shit out of the guy? Yeah. Like, I feel like that was kind of what they were going for mm-hmm. and could have been more successful if they'd gone a little more over the top. Especially, I, think, I think that's just sort of my takeaways. If they'd gone a little more over the top, I think it would have been more successful. And funny enough, uh, Summer Party Massacre 2 could have gone a lot less over the top and probably been more <laughs> successful. So they kind of course corrected with that one. And, oh, too much, too much. Calibrate movie. I want to argue. So movie 3 is perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, there is a 3. Oh, there is a 3. I know oh. there's a 3. I haven't seen it. Maybe, Maybe it's perfect. Oh. I want to yeah. argue that that I wanted to argue against your point there that Slumber Party Massacre Two was excessive and over and just unnecessary the way like how much there was, but mm-hmm. I can't because I would be wrong, um, very wrong. But I love mm-hmm. Slumber Party Massacre Two. We can dive right into that after I talk about one thing I can't not talk about. It's and Austin, this goes to your point of not going one way or the other, and they they undercut like the badassness of these girls killing this guy just before that with the main girl's Valerie's table saw plan like what the fuck was she doing yeah. <laughs> she was in that right. basement <laughs> with a wall of weapons and she picks uh, the uh-huh. <laughs> like it's clearly supposed the to be comedic table saw. and she runs and i'm like yeah. where are you wait there's it was a machete a, was it table saw no it was a, it was a, yeah. it was well, a, circ- it was a circular, it a circular saw. saw yeah it was a circular yeah, yeah, yeah. saw yeah, yeah. 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 but corded depot <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> flexing his home depot knowledge well i thought she was going to grab the machete as a like Friday the Thirteenth nod, and I thought, it, oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, she, she grabs just, like that makes your character stupid in this moment. Like, what yeah, the hell are the you doing? Worst <laughs> no, you, you have to be like six inches from him to for that go to work. upstairs. Like, no, <laughs> well, and on that note, like to make the satire work, I'm like, no, grab the thing that fucking works and grab it immediately, right? Mm-hmm. 
Sure. Don't grab oh, the right, circular right, sure. saw. It's fucking corded. It doesn't sure. make sense. Yeah. Maddie was so mad at that yeah. point. And they she like yank the like yank gag. Yes. Of like, oh, out of room. Oh no, I'm stupid. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. right. But that's one of the, like, that's more more reasons why I think it doesn't quite hit its mark because we. Yeah. I think if you're making a movie and you're making it with such feminist undertones, really overtones, why mm-hmm. why would you make that moment dumb? Yeah, why would yeah. you, yeah, like Curtis said, why would you undercut the intelligence right. of your last girl, you know? Right, right. I just stole your thought, Curtis, to make myself. Didn't no, she chop, didn't, wasn't she the one who chopped his drill in half? I don't remember which one did it. In a, in a yeah. very lovely fuck the penis yeah, that was symbolic a, moment. Yeah. yeah, that was great. <clears throat> which, by mm-hmm. the way, I, I can't remember, what did she use to cut the drill bit again? Was it a machete? I think it was a machete. machete. She did grab yeah, the machete eventually. The machete. Yeah. I think she wound up with the machete. Uh-huh. But she had to be an idiot. To <laughs> learn from the her science mistakes. of that, I, I, I'm not even going to, you know, I'm not yeah, even going to no, try, try to figure no, it out. No, of course not. Yeah, don't they even, know. Don't even try. <laughs> the film knows. They know. They know. <laughs> they know what they're they doing. Oh, last thing. Uh... Just detail that I loved. When you find out, when we see the killer initially in the beginning in his van, that kill was emulated in Scream 2 when they kill Randy. And I was like, holy shit. This, when the girl comes right. out, Whoa. she opens the door, grabs right. him, puts him in, and they're like comically kind of bouncing around. I was like, that's a Scream yeah. 2 kill. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's so cool. Good for Scream 2. Good for the <laughs> so, screams. <laughs> so great. I, I see your eyes over there, Cody. Wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm replaying it in my brain and. Because the one, like, when I, after I watch the movie, I, after I watch any of these movies, I usually go and do a little bit of reading on them. And I read that Scream was such, Scream was so heavily influenced by this film. And I, in my head, I went, really? And I couldn't really, like, pinpoint other than the fact that it was just a slasher movie. But now that, now, like, they, but specifically they were saying that, like, there were direct references to it. And I was like, I can't fucking think of a single one. And you just, Mm -hmm. Made my mind happy. Thank you. Hey, making your mind happy. Thank you, Curtis. Speaking of uh, happy minds and unhappy minds, Slumber Party Massacre 2. There's an oh, <laughs> boy. Very so should we just mind. shut down this one, too? No. We did it already. No. no. Yeah, you you shut it down. <laughs> <All right. laughs> this is a fever dream of a movie. Oh, my God. Like, literally. We don't, don't know what's real. It, we don't know what's not real. It's... Yeah. Directly inspired by the events of the first film, taking a character from it and dealing with what happened to her and her terrible PTSD and mm-hmm. adding a new group of even hornier kids and uh Yeah. It's that. not not a musical. <laughs> oh God, this music, the, the songs—they're so long. Is it like we're a band scene? They oh were. My God. So the we're a band scenes; those got old. But when. Driller Killer gets into his little moments towards the end of the movie. Oh, I was God. giggling with glee. I was yeah, so I, thrilled. I, I was smiling. I don't <laughs> know if it was glee, but I was certainly smiling. It is so <laughs> fucking dumb. It's absurd. I don't. So I don't. I don't understand <laughs> at all what what happened. What did happen? Because spoiler alert. So the end. <laughs> she's like in an insane asylum, right? Uh-huh. Was she and we don't know if she was there the whole time, if she ended up there as a result. We don't know if any of this so happened. My my theory is that it is a dream that she is dreaming up and that she is in the same mental mental institute as her sister. Because okay. I remember thinking the whole time when they were talking about her sister being in the mental institution, I was like, Why why aren't you also there? You got 
like just as affected by that killer as she did. So why aren't you both yeah. there? But then, so that for me, that was like a nice resolution was like, ah, you are there. So the question about that is, why does any scene exist in that movie without that character? So I have <laughs> yeah. what I think is an answer to that. Okay. I think. Uh-huh. So um, it seemed to me, at least, that every time that <coughs> Driller Killer manifests it, it, it himself mm-hmm. during, like, her, in the movie... It's every time that she gets excited. Mm-hmm. Right. Every time. So I think that the rest of the movie... I mean, really, the whole movie doesn't happen, as far as I'm concerned, because I agree with Lucas that it's just really that the whole movie didn't happen. It's all in her head, right? Okay. So it's a waste of time. But... Yeah. yeah. No, I enjoyed right. being there. Oh, I was, I <laughs> I'm, the, was I'm probably the only one here that loved that movie. <laughs> oh, like, love, I, yeah, from love the bottom is, of my heart, love that movie. That's a strong emotion. <laughs> but, hey, yeah. you know, let's table everything I was about to say. Lucas, please tell uh-huh. us why you loved that movie. I think uh, I I liked the girls better. I thought I thought it fixed everything. I the problems I had with the first one. I thought the girls were better. I liked that they were like musicians and they had like a cool hobby rather than mm-hmm. forcing. Like, it was so weird to me that they were naked at a slumber, in the first one, that they were naked talking baseball. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking, in the context, I'm like, oh, now I know what you're doing. But if I don't know this this feminist context that you're putting this in, it just sounds like the filmmaker doesn't know what happens at slumber parties. <laughs> now, do, is, can they talk about baseball at slumber parties? Absolutely. But, pro, like, for, for the purposes of this... Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's not the weirdest thing in the world for girls to talk about baseball. But in this movie? Yeah, it was a little weird. But the the girls having a hobby and them, like, leaving to Palm Springs and doing all this stuff, it, like, it felt real because I was... Like, I've plenty of us have done that where we, you know... Go on a weekend to Palm Springs, get an Airbnb or something, and, uh, you know, I don't know if any of us have packed musical equipment out to the... I know Cody's done trips like that where you pack up stuff. Whoa, Mm -hmm. your eyes are doing weird crap (laughs) in in the Zoom thing. Cody's eyes eyes were like... I was looking at at things, but... Oh, 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 sorry. He's still coming down. (laughs) Right. Sorry. And the... God, I forgot where I was going with that. But oh, why do I love this movie? The 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 guitar drill. Uh-huh. And objectively great. I love how like anytime he moves, you can see it wiggle. Like you yeah. can see how shitty it is, like how terribly put together. Like you can see it <laughs> flopping. Like God, I hope that's like, in, you a, can't get it. in a storage container in Burbank somewhere. That has to uh, please, I hope yeah, it still it exists. Has to <laughs> <laughs> I, I kinda want like a replica of that. Yeah, just, I'll tell you sick. here's how you can make one. Buy any BC rich yeah. and attach a drill bit to the end of it. Or a bore drill bit to the end. Yeah. We could okay. probably do a better job too. <laughs> flop around stupidly. And, and and I and I got the trauma message from that movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the feminist message from the first movie. So Fair. I think I think the second one was more effective at at saying what it wanted to say. Mm-hmm. I fair fair point. When it ended, I remember thinking to myself that I I had I liked it more, but I think I liked it more just because I had a lot more fun watching it. Fair. It's something. It's certainly something. <laughs> right. I had. I mean, when it was over, Matt, the expression on Maddie's face was a new one. It was a new one, guys. Usually, oh, it's mm-hmm. usually her reaction is just like that. It's fucking horrible. This mm-hmm. time she just looked at me with these eyes of confusion. No. 
Um, and I don't want to say anger, but maybe the what's what's the one level before anger? What's that? I I don't know. Whatever that. <laughs> he almost said that fucking word. What, <laughs> con, did you say consternation? I did. Okay. Yeah. So this look of consternation on her face that was almost like you just took an hour and twenty minutes from me. Mm-hmm. Between the at, at six o'clock in the morning, so it was the first thing we did that day. Oh God! That I six will in the morning? never get back. Cause she was very, she was not thrilled. Oh my God! What are you Crazy. doing watching movies at six in together? The well, I wake That's up. <laughs> we wake up at six in the morning, and it was a Saturday or Sunday, and we were sitting with the dog, and I put it on because it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. I don't understand marriage <laughs> <laughs> fundamentally. <laughs> Wow. Well, Kayla, I will say Kayla was around for most of that one. How was? She, how did she react? She she watched about twenty minutes of it, then was on her phone, kind of watching for like twenty. Then for the rest, she was just on her computer away. So she sort of slowly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she was as confused as I at what was happening because I couldn't, you know, for the whole movie I couldn't figure out. If the guy was a figment of her imagination, if he, if she was doing the killing and thinking it was this guy, and then he manifests and is doing killing and dancing to rockabilly and and singing and yeah, so I just it was a fucking fever dream. Yeah, and that's why I can't. I didn't not like it, but I definitely didn't love it. I just can't put <laughs> a fucking finger on what it ever was, you know? Because again, I think it was like. Okay, if you're doing the like, she's crazy, and it's I don't know. It just it fell in this insano like I don't know what's happening for too long. Yeah, yeah. To where I just just lost. You lose. I'm just lost. You're gonna lose me. Yeah. Like I'm okay to I'm you as you guys know because I fucking love Jason Goes to Hell. <laughs> I'm fine going into the weird, but I can't not know what kind of weird I'm in for too long, or I just I get lost. And Nothing to grab onto. No no pool noodles out yeah. there to grab onto when you're when you're drowning a little bit. Fucking. I need a little rules, a little structure. Even if they had like, even if something as simple as like maybe a line early on about how that character was in the mental hospital, right? And but she's out now because that would kind of cast some doubt on her mental faculties, right? Because like out the gate, it's like she's just a happy teenager and her sister went crazy, but I'm fine. So it's like, okay, well, I guess you're fine, but then you're not fine. Is this guy real? I, anyway. Yep. I think I think the insanity of it made me not care about that stuff. I was like, <laughs> I, is he real? Is he not real? Don't care. Love it. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got a guitar drill and like yeah. singing, singing little... Uh, Lyrics from songs right before he kills, like <laughs> yeah, all the little like lyric drops, like yeah. the little lyric puns. I don't remember what they were, but it's just like, oh Jesus Christ! It was. It's a lot for me when every character is at an eleven too. Like every single person in this movie. That, uh, that's dudes, what I was about like, to say. Oh, was the the actor performances I thought carried this movie a lot. Fucking like that CJ? fucking TJ guy. My note <laughs> yeah, it's TJ. like this fucking TJ guy. <laughs> I have it right what? here. I have fucking <laughs> CJ and I got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what was his deal? Yeah, like, man. What uh, was his that? Californian accent? Just like <laughs> sort of, <laughs> <laughs> just like constantly, but like heavy it's brain always trauma, heavy, yeah. heavy yeah. brain trauma. What? What's wrong, Steve? <laughs> I want he didn't die soon enough, as far as I was concerned. I I wanted I, him to die. I agree. So and I wanted him to die better. Yeah, 
Him yeah. and and Drummer Girl. Yeah. Drummer Girl drove me up a fucking so wall with drum, the, like gum. Drummer Girl, did you guys recognize her? <laughs> no. Friday the 13th part 7. Five. Five? Five. 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 Yeah. Five? The five. the one with the with the telekinesis. Well, that's seven, but I thought I think she's that's in five. Seven. Am I crazy? Is it five? No, I think it's telekinesis. Keep is going, seven. Cody. I think it's seven. She was in that, and then there was one other thing that she was in that I do not remember now. Well, we're all gonna consult IMDB right <laughs> away because it is too fascinating to let go we, by. And we have spent too much time in the Friday world to not fucking <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're all a fucking blur. I, the other day, I she, actually I had a moment where I was deleting shit off my phone, and I got to my notes on Friday, the Friday right, the Thirteenth franchise, and I almost I was like, oh, I hesitated like real hard. I was like, uh-huh. do I delete this? I was like, what if I need it again? What if I need this? What if I need to go back to it to like look at what my rankings are to look at my notes? And then I pooped and deleted it. Oh, <laughs> it holds sentimental value now. It's, it's there. She was also in Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. Mm-hmm. She's had a career. Was it part seven? Mm-hmm. It was, was that right? Yes. Yes, you were right. It's part seven. She played Sandra. I don't yes. remember Sandra, but she was Sandra. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, Austin. anyway, back to the movie. Back to Slumber Party Massacre Part Two. I wanted her to die very badly, very quickly. And yes. They yeah, did not. I did not feel rewarded in that. Oh. No. Yeah, none no. of the deaths. Also, did no one end up in the trash compactor? I don't think oh, so. Oh, we yeah. I don't think we ever looked inside the trash compactor. Well, I, I no did because we? they thought they well they thought Drummer Girl had gotten stuffed into it because yeah. it was crunching yeah, and they're yeah. like must be old bones and then she shows up. Yeah. And I assumed, oh well, someone's going to get jammed into this trash compactor later in this movie. And that <laughs> did not fucking happen. It was right no, there. I think that was the end of it. I think that might have been the end of it. Yeah. No, it didn't happen. Real bummer. Yeah, um, it was just pissing me off. I mm-hmm. I have a question. I I have a question. Yes, for you guys. Um, so, and it's about music. Okay. In this movie, so clearly, the girl—at least from my perception—the girls were kind of supposed to be like maybe a version of the Go Go's. Yeah. Perhaps. Or like right? or like Jim. Yes. Right. <laughs> Maybe a stretch, but I, that's kind of the that's kind of what I got. A little bit of alternative music, you know, that, that kind of thing. Girl that band, eighties bop, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yep. right. That dance, you mm-hmm. know, right? Like a so, swaying the guitar. <laughs> I'm thinking about the music. When when did this movie come out? Was it 80, 88? 80, yeah, eighty eight. So I'm thinking, trying to think of the music that was coming out in eighty eight, and other than the fact that I'm pretty sure the Stray Cats were around. Yeah, oh yeah. Why is he n- weird Brian Setzer with black hair? Yeah, full rockabilly dude. I mean, I know that rockabilly had its had a had a revival in the 80s and then you know, moving into the 90s, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I got more of a Andrew Dice Clay meets John Travolta. <laughs> Fucking right, right? <laughs> but like I'm thinking about yeah. the 80s and I'm thinking about all like the like the weird metal that was coming out around like that hair, like yeah. 80s metal that was like people were like legitimately scared of it. Right. <laughs> why like, did you or even has, like hair metal or punk? Right. This has why a more pop you, sensibility, right? But I think so. Why, like the whole but, thing. but I mean you'd think that you'd put like the antithesis of that as the the killer, right? Not mm-hmm. this sort of like Kind of weird. Like, there's no way you could look at him and be like, "That's scary." Well, clearly the movie's well, not think... going for it. <laughs> Truly right, horrifying. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I would fair. say, I would say, like, Devil's Advocate. If I'm the director and this is all like her fever dream, 
right? Because she's in a mental institution. He seemed like his whole deal kind of seemed like what would be in like Tiger Beat in the <laughs> 80s of like the cool bad boy, but he's not really that bad, but he's bad enough that he scratches that itch. So it feels like if she's loopy and she's imagining all this, maybe she like saw that guy on a poster and like in her mind would have created what he is. And it wouldn't be scary even though he's a killer because it's a manifestation of her. So it'd be more like, because it's more, because like you're saying, like anytime she gets, you know, wet, this guy shows up. So it's kind of like a manifestation of her desires. So she's kind of, mm-hmm. so she wouldn't necessarily desire something scary. This is all me just strictly playing devil's advocate on for the sake of the movie. I don't agree with any of these decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it worked. I think you're But I can understand probably the thought process yeah. on that. It's very subjective to her, not necessarily what anyone else wants or thinks. I want to mm-hmm. say that I understand. <laughs> <laughs> then do. But I, but I don't. That's fine. Yeah. Our listeners do. They're learned. Uh-huh. Much more learned than, than us. <laughs> I don't I, I don't appreciate you. Oh. Fair. The listeners do. To the next. Uh, <laughs> listeners tweet tweet at us or Instagram us and t- tell Cody how much you like me. <laughs> so, a little side note that we'll probably cut when this episode comes out, let's assume that we have a bunch of listeners and followers that will do that and we'll mm-hmm. say things like that. We're not going to remember this conversation, so we're suddenly going to start great. getting these tweets that are like at Cody Steeders, at Austin Farmer, and we're going to be like, yeah, yeah it'll if be a only, pleasant surprise. I would love, I want that to happen. Surprise! I want me. that so bad, listeners. Surprise us six months from now. Get, make our days. We have forgotten. <laughs> we, yeah. I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring back the the unpop deal of for oh okay we're just uh, just offering money to, to <laughs> listeners no one ever took me up on it but for unpop i was saying if you are listening and i will i will right now i will reintroduce this if you are listening to this right now and you do not know any of us personally meaning you found this podcast in the wild and you are just a legitimate fan i will send you money he, tweet at wow. me i'll send it it's not going to be a lot of money it's <laughs> Likely less than a dollar, but I will send you money. <laughs> Who knows? I promise. An indeterminate amount. It, it of could money. be six bucks. It could be fifty <laughs> bucks. I don't know. Why would you? Why would you just throw your money away? Depends on it's how not we're doing it. I'm not throwing it away. I'm rewarding, and then if word gets out that if you listen to this podcast and you don't know them, this crazy guy will give you money. Then we get more listeners. <laughs> yes. At drum first farmer. podcast with cash podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and then all our all our bonobos and Squarespace ads can just pay the listeners. Great. See. This We're Robin Hood, baby. entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you. Well, good because you can't. <laughs> How what do we what oh, do we think shit. about the the slumber party massacres? Anything else you, you want to throw out there? I think we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> when there isn't a lot of ground to be covered, these are short movies, mm-hmm. and they're pretty straightforward. I think we put a lot of discussion into this. Actually, yeah, they're surprisingly been recording for quite some time. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. there's some there's some. I won't call it meat, like tofurkey in there for us to like root around and yeah, discuss. Yeah, there's some, there's some there's trimming dis- to be done. There's discussion points. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that we, it's interesting that we, or maybe not so interesting at all, that we uh, were able to find a bunch of discussion points for Slumber Party Massacre Part 1, and mm-hmm. we're able to discuss very little about <laughs> Number 2. 
Well, because two just is just an assault. It just <laughs> it just is. It's just this constant of assault of insanity. So like beyond saying like it's crazy, right? There's not a lot to do. I will say I really thought the final song when he's chasing around the construction site was inappropriately joyful <laughs> <laughs> for what I thought the moment yeah. was. <laughs> Like this, like I'm watching it. Like there's no tension because there's this very pleasant song yeah. happening underneath this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do I, I have a question? And I don't know if any of you know. So the like girl band were singing songs, and I, I always have subtitles on. So they were like credited to a band, and then in the credits, was that it? Was that a real band, or or was that the name of like that movie girl band, and they wrote those songs for that movie? I didn't. I don't know, but. That wouldn't be unsurprising. There's uh, that movie. Um, I would guess the latter, but yeah, I think it's the latter. I think it's the latter. Like, I, I didn't do like that, I didn't do any research. I think it's called that. Is it called that thing you do? Yeah. Yes, Cody, the incredibly mm-hmm. famous that thing you do. Yes. Yeah, that one um, with the wonders. Yeah. Yes, yes. Where the the but the band that there was a all the songs in that were recorded by kind of blanking on the fucking band's name, but recorded and written by another band. And they're credited in the movie. In other words, they're written for the movie. They're credited as the mm-hmm. writers. Same thing that you're talking about here. Well, that guy who just died from Fountains of Wayne, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. he wrote that. So maybe it was Fountains of Wayne. Because hmm. he wrote that song or co-wrote it or whatever. The bass player from Fountains of Wayne died from COVID-19 not long ago. And he wrote that song, which is why the internet, like there was this resurgence of that thing you do on the internet. Final point on uh, Massacre 2 uh, they dialed back the nudity a lot, mm-hmm. but still found a way to get some gratuitous <laughs> nudity with the one singular topless girl <laughs> in the feather pillow fight. Mm-hmm. I was very confused when Drummer Girl took off her shirt, not the bra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They chose and Lead Singer Girl got fully topless. They chose that on purpose for reasons. <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> All right, let's. Let's shud this bitch. Let's mm-hmm. rate this bitch. Who wants to go? I'll go. Because I, I have a movie detail. As my, my first for, for Slumber Party Basker Part 1, I gave it one dimly lit goose lamp. Because <laughs> I don't know if you remember this goose lamp that was in the, little girl, in, the, in the girl's room or in the sister's room. I thought, I was like, I need that lamp. But, <laughs> uh, and then my... Rating for Summer Party Massacre Part 2, I gave it three medium-rare hamburgers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I give Slumber Party Massacre Part 1 one 10-inch drill bit. Uh. And I give Slumber Party Massacre Part 2 one 10-inch drill bit <laughs> attached to a BC Rich guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've got to get BC Rich guitars. Those things are badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get fucking neon green acrylic guitars, Cody. <laughs> get on my level. It's a matter of self respect. That's all. <laughs> I'll give oh, both of these films, go. Summer Party Massacre 1 and 2, uh, two pillowcases filled with feathers and some dirt ass weed. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I will give both of these films one 
Because <laughs> that's how I feel about the movies. They're fun and enjoyable, but at the end of the day, it's just <laughs> that's every every line he had was. <laughs> how did but that see, girl I thought like that him? Might be like why that's a better parody of a movie if every character that you're doing is doing an over-the-top yeah. thing of an 80s actor. <laughs> that's a great movie. I've never been too. so like, physically oh, repulsed at a, just a regular-ass character. I was like, oh, every single time. Yeah, every time. Like, he's God. got this bowl cut and abs. And so then, terrible. So terrible. We can get some pussy tonight, right? I don't know where that actor's at. We need to have him on this show. Oh, my so, God. Oh, I remember. In a heartbeat. Watching him be like, you know what? That's the role I need. I was born to play that guy. I need to be cast in that role. If I do, I hope they didn't ask him for that. He just did it. <laughs> yeah, right. He just this showed up. Just that was his choice. <laughs> just, they're like, "Fuck it, this movie's weird. Do it." <laughs> Fuck. Austin, was the band called Wednesday Week? Nope. I. That sounds right. Is that Cody the end got of that? On, Cody got on a thing. Statement? <laughs> I got on a thing. Sorry, I got on a thing. First of all, I think I was wrong. It wasn't that thing you do that I was talking about. I don't remember what movie it was. A Mighty Wind. Uh, <laughs> Mighty Duck? <laughs> what? A Mighty Wind? Wait, is that the <laughs> one with the, 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 with the, big, folk band? With the big monkey? No. What? That's King Kong. That's no. Mighty Joe Kong. Young. That one, that's Mighty <laughs> Joe <laughs> So yeah, Austin, they were all, yeah, the band Wednesday Week wrote those songs. And we, do we know if that's a real band or they just did they are a real the band. fake band? They are a real band. Okay. When, I, mean, I mean, do not mean this disparagingly in any way, but those songs were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they had the, the entire, they had an album come out uh, on Warner, Grave I believe. Um, called What We Had. It was released in 1987. Okay. Um, and... Cody died. <laughs> and that's it? That's all the information? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, then I don't feel bad. Uh, those songs are really bad. And they sounded like songs that were written specifically for the movie. Yes, from from a very reliable source called Spotify, the album was received well was well received by critics. So you're wrong there, Austin. Um, your opinion is wrong. Well, I'm a critic, and I did not your receive it. Your opinion was wrong. And two songs from the album appeared on the soundtrack of the horror film Slumber Party Massacre 2, with Wednesday Week unwittingly pr- providing the backing tracks for a group of teenage girls rehearsing for a battle of the bands. Did not know they were rehearsing for a battle of the bands. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, they mentioned that. I wasn't listening. Um, but the album didn't sell well outside of California. What a surprise. And by the end of 1987, Heidi, Rob, I'm going to stop reading now. I think they made the right choice by stopping. There might have been a reunion at one point. I texted Cody almost immediately when I finished watching Slumber Party 2. And I said, I, I think my first tattoo is going to be a guitar drill. <laughs> and then I and then I learned that it was a se- uh, it's, it is a symbol of female oppression. So I don't know if that's a great choice of tattoos. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a long road of explanation. I don't want to deal with. Uh-huh. It's true. Well, we know, also, we know a good the day. people you would piss off with that is such a niche, <laughs> yeah. very niche amount of women yeah. that I 
think you'd be okay. Probably. And I also, but, you, can, you can always lean back on the, and I, I mean, I've only done this once or twice, and I was in a, I was in an, an aggravated state as it was. But you know, somebody asks you like, "Oh, what's your tattoo?" And then you just go, I, "You fuck off. Just don't ask people about tattoos. That's rude." Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I could just get it and have it with a ribbon that just says "No regrets." <laughs> <laughs> well, we know a good day to do it. You can just yeah. mark it down. Yes. We're going to do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. When is that? Right. Uh, well, she needs August to get back to me to confirm, 20th. but August 20th, I believe. Something, something, yeah. Uh, and Austin, you're going to get one, too? Yeah, I think so. Lucas, are you going to email them? Are you going to get something? What they got? I think so. Oh. Oh, shit. It's getting real. Sheet. Oh, fuck, baby. I should just get one, then. You should. Not to trample on your day, Curtis. <laughs> no, this is great. Are you fucking kidding me? If you're I'll, company. I'll, I'll I'm doing four out pieces of Exodia. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got like a ton of stuff for my leg that doesn't really require like real skilled artists, so I can just. <laughs> what are you implying? <laughs> uh, no, I'm you implying that I, I don't want to do the research on all the other artists at the shop. No, I'm going to take what they got. I don't care. I don't know about yeah. the shop. This person's just one, and she goes back and forth between New York and L.A. And I don't know if she belongs to a particular shop. Shop. I don't know. Well, if but she'll be at that shop. Yeah, she'll right? be at a shop. So she'll be at a shop. Sure, I don't. Right. Know. So yeah. I would, if we're getting tattooed <laughs> together, I would have to get tattooed by another artist oh. in said shop. I don't know how this works. Yeah. <laughs> I could go at Peer Space, and we can rent out one of those like dimly lit things and just like make it weird for her. It's like, oh no, we want you to do it in here. <laughs> and, and the three of us yeah. don't get tattoos; we just stand there <laughs> <Yeah>. and watch, <laughs> smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Yeah, with strap on, so it looks like we're hard. <laughs> Just pretend we're not here. Curtis, where are you gonna get it? Huh? Where are you gonna get it? Wh- where? Where? Yeah, where on your uh, on your body? I have designated this, so okay. maybe oh, nice. we'll nice. see. Nice. Whatever's best for the art that she comes up with. I I want it. I think that's a good spot. I like it. I don't like the idea of putting that somewhere else in my body. Uh... But I'm weighing like the visible stuff. Do I want it to be always mm-hmm. visible? Is that going to affect me? I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> it's, Valid concerns. Yeah, it's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Like because I don't, I don't know if it'd be cool here. Well, because getting just bear in mind that getting rid of them is difficult. Sure, I'm assuming that yeah. I will never. Yeah. That's I'm going yeah. into this with that in mind. <laughs> yeah, it's it's difficult. There's definitely one that I'm like I look at it every now and then. I'm like. I don't yeah. hate it. I don't dislike it. But that tattoo artist could have done. I should have been less drunk when I called him. Well, is all yeah. I'm saying. Oh well, fair. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. I think unless it's like a swastika, mm. I think living with your less than desirable tattoo is better than <laughs> what a removed tattoo looks like. Yes, they just like it's just like this milky, gross explosion uh, in your body. I don't know. It's <laughs> getting like what, eczema what was than there. They're they're getting better <laughs> with it though. Or just cover it up. Or how about you just don't be a little What's, bitch and you just live with your decisions, dude. So speaking of cover ups, um, you guys, I know the, the government. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Epstein, you guys. <laughs> no, Davy Havoc, Davy Havoc from a- AFI, the yeah. singer. So if you guys recall, he had intricate tattoos that were sleeved through uh, both of his arms, completely sleeved down from down to his wrists. Yeah, he blacked out his entire arms. Wow, the Gross. ultimate cover that's, up. That's better. Talk, <laughs> talk about. I tell you. Talk about <laughs> yeah. you guys. You guys, we're gonna have. 
listeners. That is the edgiest lord, edgelord <laughs> listeners, thing an edgelord can do. Listeners, <laughs> listeners all black. <laughs> please do us a favor, and I want you all to chime in with your definition of edgelord. And if you uh, just send a picture of Cody, I'll give you a yes. dollar. There it is. More money. <laughs> More money to you. Because listeners. I do not think that that two out of the three or two out of the these three people use that term accurately every time. I Excuse me. Let you figure out who. <laughs> two use it accurately, so you're saying one is always wrong. You fucking you throw in the gauntlet. You you describe. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> who says it wrong? I don't okay, know. Well, I don't like. I don't no. like that little. Uh, I don't know the real. I don't. Not sure. I know the real definition of what that term means, but I have an idea of what it is. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need words to describe it. Wait, actually, what are we talking about? We have a culture expert. Culture expert. What is an edge lord? Yes, Go. this is what people come to our podcast for: is cultural introspections and cash prizes. <laughs> <laughs> edge lord. It's changed now, but you're kind of like pretty much. Constantly going against the grain just to go against the grain. <laughs> it's that. It's yeah, that. it's that. And, and and you wear black t-shirts. Maybe that's the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I made my Jason shirt a cutoff. Is that edge lord? <laughs> <laughs> that makes it yeah. unedged. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Paint your fingernails black and then. <laughs> Well, we should probably stop rolling. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to all of this. Keep yes. stay healthy and hope we're all still alive six months from now. Yeah, tell your friends. Shutcast. Shutcast. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. Okay, bye. Bye bye.